excited about what God is going to do in your lives today. Amen, amen. Now you have to understand, the Bible says it clearly in the book of Amos that the Lord will do nothing unless he reveals it to his servant, the prophet. Amen. I want you to hear that clearly. The Lord will do nothing, not he will do some things, not he will do another thing and keep it from another person, no. God will never do anything on the earth, period, without somebody called a prophet knowing Amen. what is happening. And I've come to know something that God has already favored you. Amen. Hallelujah. I said God has favored you. Hallelujah. I receive it. I said God has favored you. Yes. Hallelujah. I receive God it. God has favored you. I receive it. I'm going to share the beginning of this whole thing and how God spoke to me. And why God has determined it to be the way it is this day. Amen. And what God is going to do after this night. Amen. When you walk out of this door. Hallelujah. What is going to begin to happen? Listen to me. People, I promise you, people will say you did juju. God will bless you unapologetically. I receive. This receiving is too small. I said God will bless you unapologetically. I receive. Listen. There is one thing that I want you to take out of the way before I teach you what God wants you to know. And then I'm going to try and prophesy small, small. Man. But listen to me clearly. God will never bless somebody that will be ashamed of what God will give them. If you think, you see, let me tell you honestly, truthfully. Holiness does not look like poverty. I want you to know that, you know, people say that, ah, you know, uh, prosperity gospel, this, this, this. Let me tell you something. If you knew what the word gospel means, you will know that prosperity is the neighbor. Gospel means good news. The too good to be true news. The gospel literally in Greek means eugelion. The too good to be true news. And when you read... The mission statement of the Lord Jesus. He took it from Isaiah. Saying the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he hath anointed me. And he goes on to say. That they shall build up desolate cities. And they shall become wealthy. And men shall look at them and say. Surely this is the priest of the Lord. Not because you have nothing. I receive with you. But you see, people want, you see, what men don't understand is this. God already paid every price that will be possible to be paid so that you are not guilty. You see, when you have condemnation inside of you, God cannot lift you up. 
Because there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Because Christ paid the price. I don't need to worry about what I did. As long as I am walking with God. God is changing me day by day by day by day by day. And because of my mistake, it qualifies me to walk closer with Jesus than somebody who thinks they are perfect on their own strength. We have been deceived for years. The Bible says, shall we continue to sin so that grace may abound the more? What does that mean? It means when you are weak, grace increases. You know, there's no such thing as falling off grace. It is grace that catches you like a trampoline and throws you back to Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have to be somebody that understands that your, your consciousness has to be purged. It has to be cleaned to know that Jesus is blessing me not because I did anything. But because he did everything. Jesus is lifting me up. Not because I am the best. But because he is a good God and he is the best. Amen. Because if God was ever to bless somebody off what they did. Then he is not good. Then where is his goodness? Because goodness is proven when somebody does not qualify for goodness. Love is proven the more when somebody does not qualify for love. So if I need to work for God to bless me, then he is not good. I thought I would hear somebody say amen to that. So unless you understand this thing, it will be very difficult for God to lift you up. Because you will play religion and God wants not, does not want anybody to play religion. God wants spiritual people, not religious people. Amen. People who are like the sons of Issachar that understood the seasons and the times. Not somebody that will downplay what God is doing so that they fit in with a religious people. Because this is what a lot of people are doing. They are playing fit in with somebody. Or they are believers like me. They are Christians like me. Yet God did not call you to be like everybody else. Hallelujah. How will people know the way if you don't become the way? Hallelujah. How will people know that God can lift you up if you are not lifted up? Why are you trying to be like everybody else? This message is for those who do not want to be like everybody else. I receive it. Those who are willing to walk with their own fingerprints. I receive it. Those who are willing to leave their own mark in this world. I receive it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Mighty name of Jesus. So this message is not for those who want to be like everybody else. So if you want to be like everybody else, this is your chance. To exit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because God did not call anybody to be. Your fingerprints are unique to you. When a baby is born. They don't take the fingerprints because fingerprints develop over time. But what they do is they take the footprint and put it on. 
Because your feet represent your destiny and where you're going. Your fingerprints re represent the works that you will do in this world that nobody else will be able to copy, that nobody will be able to steal from you. May this be your season. I receive. May this be your season. I receive. That you step in territories that was only designed for you. I receive. That you touch things that nobody else will be able to take from you. I receive. In the mighty name of Jesus. Ah, I feel it in my spirit. So you need to understand what you're getting yourself into. Because after this day, hallelujah, hallelujah, I want you to go to the book of First Samuel. Chapter number 16. 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. Hallelujah. 1 Samuel. Chapter number 16. Somebody say God is good. God is good. God is too good. God is too good. 1 Samuel chapter number 16 from verse number 1. Hallelujah. God is so good. Read, read my son. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long would thou mourn for Saul, mm -hmm. seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Mm -hmm. Fill thy horn with oil and go. Mm -hmm. I will send thee to Jesse, the Bethlehemite. For I have provided me a king among his sons. Now hold on right there. The Bible is saying, And God spoke unto prophet Lovi. Hey. Go unto 14545 Victory Boulevard. Yes. I want you to find somebody there that I have anointed to be king. Uh, somebody may not get what we are saying here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So listen carefully as we are reading. God has already handpicked you. That's why you're seated here. Amen. 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 You could have been anywhere else in the world right now, but God placed you right here. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. Glory. Continue. Uh -huh. And Samuel said, how can I go if Saul hear it? He will kill me. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said, take a heifer with thee and say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord. Uh -huh. And call Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show thee what thou shalt do. Now look at this. Let me explain something to you. In Genesis chapter 1, I believe in verse 20 something is when God is making man. And God says... Let us make man in our image and let us give him dominion. Let us give him power Amen. to subdue the earth, to multiply. But notice God gave man the ability to subdue the earth, to multiply. But he never gave man the ability to create. 
He never gave man the ability to create. Now, if God gives somebody something, he cannot take it back. Saul was already anointed to be king. And because Samuel is the one that anointed him, it did not matter that God had rejected him. Saul was still the anointed one of the Lord. God had cut him off, but the anointing was not cut off. So even Samuel knew, if I go the wrong way, because God has turned this man from being just a regular man into a king, he also has power to take my life. But the ability to create still remains with God Almighty. So I'm here to tell you, it does not matter who has the ability to subdue. Who has the ability to control what has been happening in your life. But it is God who has the last word. And is the only one who can create a way for you. So it does not matter what is happening. It does not matter who is stronger than you. It does not matter who has more power than you. But I'm here to tell you, they have no power to control your destiny. Because it is God who creates the destiny of man. Amen. Somebody say, nobody shall control me. Nobody shall control me. Nobody can stop what God has begun with me. Nobody can stop what God has begun with me. So now listen to me carefully. So it requires to, you, for you to have wisdom. In your season of elevation. So God is speaking to the, to, to the prophet. Telling him, I want you to go there. The prophet says, listen, he will kill me. He said, no, 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 no. You don't need to meet him in, your, in his house. I want you to create an altar. Go to the place of sacrifice. Go to Revelation Church and meet them there. Because if you announce his promotion in his job, they may fire him. They may fire her. So I want you to meet with them at the altar and announce their prom. Somebody's not catching what I'm saying. See, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody's not catching this. Sit, 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 sit. Maybe somebody will capture this. God knew if the prophet went to your job, say this company has been given unto you, your boss will fire you. If you go to the director and tell him, listen, the director is there. God says, by this time next week, you will be sitting in the same place that man is sitting. For God has given you his place. He will fire you. I don't know if somebody is capturing this. So God told the prophet, I want you to meet them at Revelation Church. Amen. Where it is anonymous. Where it is secret. There I want you to anoint them. Uh, I am talking to myself. I am talking to myself. In that place. The enemy will not know what you are doing. Sit, 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 sit. You see some of you, you have aborted the mission of God. Because you are too zealous and you are not wise. You know, when God speaks to you, 
He is present also to answer questions. I'll say that again. When God comes and speaks to you, he is also available to answer questions. Because he did, you did not ask him to speak. He's the one who came and spoke to you. If somebody tells you, I want you to come to my house. Well, where is your house? If somebody says, I have a blessing for you. Well, where is it? Not, Lord, I am waiting on you. No, maybe he's waiting for you over there. You, you're waiting here. You're missing your blessing in the name of waiting. May you receive the ability. In the name of Jesus. Receive the spirit of wisdom. I receive. The spirit of discernment. I receive. In Jesus mighty name. In Jesus mighty name. So listen carefully. There is an appointed place for your anointing. You see when the president is elect. He is still not the president. Unless the one in power peacefully hands over. It does not matter that he's president elect. You have still not been anointed. I don't know if somebody is catching this. It doesn't matter that you are what? You are anointed and you have already won. You are next in line. If the person in power does not peacefully hand over, you are not crossing over. So the same way witches and wizards gather in secret. They stole this from you. The problem is children of God are too transparent. Everybody knows everything about you. Even those who want to destroy you, they know everything about you. You have to understand, God will never do what a man can do. He is only available to do the impossible. That is why God did not tell Samuel, I am giving you angels. If Saul tries, I will kill him. He said, listen, that's a good idea. Go and take yourself uh, 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 an offering. Pretend to go to church. Tell Jesse, meet me there. When we gather in the house of God, when we gather where there is a true altar of God, where there is a true priest of God, the enemy is blind to what is going on. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody is not listening to me. The enemy is blind to what is happening. Because this is a no-go zone. Somebody say no-go zone. This is a secret cancel. So you have to understand what we are doing now is initiated, initiated in the realm of the spirit. Amen. You are not just gathered here, just us, but the Lord himself and the angels of God are present with us in this hour. Because this is a gathering for your promotion. Hallelujah, I receive. This is a gathering for your elevation. I receive. This is where God will give you the strategy. See. He will show you how to position yourself for your elevation. Now listen to me cl- clearly. When God was anointing Saul to become king, Saul had lost his donkeys, but the prophet knew that God had already chosen him. So when he came to him, he told him, stay. 
eat with me and then I will give you a, I will tell you where your donkeys are in the morning. Then when he stayed with him, he told him, tomorrow I want you to go into the city. And I will come and say, I am looking for a handsome young man. That God has shown me that he shall be the next king of this nation. But notice, he gave him the secret that God had chosen him in private. But when he came in public, he pretended like he did not know him. I don't know if somebody is catching this. So when Samuel came in the city, everybody was like, well, why is the prophet here? He said, I am seeing a vision. I'm seeing a young man. He is tall. He is handsome. So, S, S, S. They say, so. He said, yes, this one. The Lord says you are king. But notice, he made it public. But he spoke to him in private. From today. As God orders your footsteps, may you walk in silence. May you become secretive from this day. I receive it. In the name of Jesus. Let me tell you something. A lot of believers have been destroyed because they are not secretive. Let me tell you why a lot of people cannot prophesy. You don't know how to keep secrets. So God cannot confide in you. He knows if he speaks to you, you are CNN, BBC News, and MSNBC, Newsflash. It will be in your status. Everybody's going to see it and know that, ah, you begin to say, yeah, I am above. And then now you have just told the enemy where to fight you. Learn to be secretive. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Learn to be what? Secretive. secretive. Unless you're secretive, God can never confide in you. Will you tell somebody a secret that talks too much? No. Will you plan something with somebody that announces to everybody? No. So why do you think God is going to do that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. From today, let your actions tell people what you're doing. Amen. I receive When they see boom, they say, ah, when were you working on this? You say, ah, I've been working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, this has been going on. Yeah. Become secretive. Yeah. Amen. Don't become news. This day, if the devil wants to attack people, he just needs to open a Facebook account, Instagram account. He will destroy so many people. When people make you upset, Instagram, Facebook. Though they reject me, God has accepted. You just told the devil that you have rejection issues. So you will enter people and make people reject you more. Times may be difficult, but God is still God. He knows, okay, let us make this season more difficult. You are talking too much. Let your words be spent in prayer. Let your heartaches be spent in prayer. 
cast your burdens to God. The moment you start revealing to everybody, it's no longer a secret. Continue, my son. Continue. We're going to pick it up from verse 3. Uh-huh. Pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> and call Jesse to, to the sacrifice, and I will show thee what thou shalt do. And thou shalt anoint unto him who I name unto thee. And Samuel did that which the Lord spoke and came to Bethlehem. Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Comest thou peaceably? And he said, Peacefully. I am come to the sacrifice unto the Lord. Uh -huh. Sanctify yourself and come with me to the sacrifice. Uh -huh. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and uh -huh. called them to the sacrifice. Uh -huh. And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab and said, Surely the Lord has anointed Surely the Lord's anointing is before him. Uh -huh. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance uh -huh. or on the height of his stature. Uh -huh. But because I have refused him, for the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Now listen to this carefully. I want you to understand this. In verse 1, God tells Samuel... Take your horn and fill it with oil. Now you have to understand what a horn means. He did not tell him take a jar. He told him take a horn. A horn represents being lifted up or coming forward. So he took his horn, filled it with oil, and he went there. But when he got there, he saw the firstborn came. He said, surely the Lord's anointing is before him. And God said, nah, that's not him. Let me tell you, for years, people have passed on to you. When you showed up, they said, no, this one is the one that is qualified because of how they look. But I'm here to tell you, because of this oil, people's eyes will open. They will really see you for who you are. All those who took your place shall no longer take your place. All those who went ahead of you, who snatched your position. Now sit down, sit down. Now notice this. Meaning that somebody can miss what God has for them simply because somebody showed up that looked more qualified than them. This is why you have to be silent. Because the moment God begins to lift you up in something, you make a public knowledge, somebody else will take the imitation and stand. And they can pass you over. When the spirit of elevation comes, it goes hand in hand with wisdom. Now you have to capture something. When God anointed David to be king, David was only 13 years old. He was what? 13 years old. He was about 13, 14 years old. Because he became king when he was 30. But God does not come to you when you are qualified, even physically, to fit the throne that he has set for you. Wow. Now, I think this message is for this side. 
When God comes to you, he does not come when you are fully matured and grown. God comes to you because he has already foreseen the future. And he knows that he is the one who will raise you up to fit into that throne that he has set for you. I decree and declare over everybody that is listening to my voice. That from this day in the name of Jesus. That it is God that will lift you up to fit you on the throne that you are supposed to sit on. You will not sit on it because of any man, but because of God who has anointed you. Somebody shout, I receive it. I receive it. Now listen carefully. I want you to capture this. When the Lord Jesus was announced to be the savior of the world, he was only a young boy. When he recognized his father's house, that is why we call them the lost years. Some people say the lost years of Jesus because after the time he was 13, nobody knows what happened until when he was 30, he showed up. Now you notice what happened to David is happening to Jesus. Somebody is not catching. Somebody is not catching something here. David is announced to be king. A shepherd boy. Jesus is called the good shepherd. But Jesus is called a good shepherd before he has any cattle. And David is not, is, he does not have his own sheep. He's looking after his own father's sheep. But the same God is anointing both people when they are not yet what they are supposed to be. You may not look like where you're going right now. You may not seem like, you may not seem like you are where you're supposed to be. But I'm here to tell you, you are in the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. With the right anointing. And at the proper time, you shall be lifted up. And God will show what he was doing in the... Sit, 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 sit. So for years, David is in the background. Nobody knows. Nobody knows that this guy is king. They think the prophet missed the prophecy. Mm -hmm. When he came and said, God is lifting you up. He's making you great. They say, ah, prophet missed the prophecy. Woman of God, stand up. Who did you come with? Who did you come with? Uh, Carlos. Carlos. How do you know her? How do you? She's your best friend's mom. Yeah. I'm praying for you because I saw a breakthrough coming to your house. Because in the spirit, give me a hand. In the spirit, I saw a heavy spirit attacking you. And when this spirit attacked you, I saw a spirit of heaviness over you. Because it seemed like everything at home does, is not going the way it should go. Especially with things like marriage and things like that. There is chaos in the realm of the spirit. 
that God wants to settle. Uh, if, you're not, uh, if you're not responding, I cannot go deep. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Because in the spirit, it looks like you have this heavy weight on you. And the Lord told me, when I pray for you today, there will be a change in your home. Amen. There will be a transformation in your home. Those things that died, God is going to revive them in your house. And there shall be peace in your house again, says the spirit of the living God. See. Now listen to me. Listen to me clearly. You can sit down. You can sit down. I just felt your sorrow so much. I said, let me help you Amen. while I'm still ministering. Amen. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what business, what do you do for a living? I'm starting a business right now. Huh? A financial service. Financial service. Yes. The increase that's about to catch you. <laughs> Prophesy. The increase that is about to hit you is going to surprise you, says the Spirit of God. If anybody will not catch it, be the first one to run with what God will do today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is something else that God is going to give you. Prophesy. I don't know how you're going to do it, but it's something I saw you doing. I saw you having a cleaning business. Yes. Huh? Caregiver business. Huh? Caregiver business. Caregiver. Ah. Professor. I don't know how. But I saw God causing this thing to just go. Ah, I think I'm prophesying to myself. I feel like I'm prophesying to myself. I feel like I'm prophesying to myself. Are you listening to me, woman of God? Because in the realm of the spirit, I saw people working for you. But I saw them like doing like cleaning like kind of stuff. But it was very interesting. I'm trying to understand. What are they doing? Because it looked like, I don't know what caregiving is, but if, I don't know if it has to do with people and, and yes. things like that. Yes, is that what it is? it is? I saw people working for you, but I saw this thing becoming big, 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 too much. So... Not only will the other things take off, but this thing. May your business receive increase. I receive it. In the name of Jesus. Now capture this. Let's, 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 let's continue here. Capro Soto. Capro Soto. Somebody says something is moving in the spirit. Something is moving in the spirit. So. You are uplifting when God is lifting you up. It may not look. It may not seem like it. Wow. When God comes and gives you this bomb of a word. Mm. Amen. I receive. It usually looks like how is this going to happen? But the reason why God told you it's because it will take him to make it happen. Somebody is not catching it. 
When God comes and speaks something heavy over your life, he speaks it because he will take him to make it happen. It will not take you. You will need his strength to make it happen. So when God comes and tells you, I am seeing, I am making you, expanding your territory. I am giving you seven seasons. I receive. In this film or that show or this and that and that. I receive. You will sit down and say, Lord, I don't even have a show right now. I have not even written anything now. But it only takes him to make it happen. Somebody say it would take God to make it happen. It would take God to make it happen. If he said it. If he said it. He will make it happen. He will make it happen. Now understand this. Understand this clearly. He who started what? He who started what? Will make sure what? He'll make sure he finishes it. So when God comes and tells you, I'm going to lift you up. And you say, but God, how are you? No, 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 no. It takes him. He's the one who is starting it. You are minding your own business. Doing your own thing. And God says, I'm about to bless you. Allow him to finish it. Touch your neighbor say, allow God to finish it. Allow God to finish it. Genesis chapter number 28. Genesis 28. From verse 10. Genesis 28 from verse 10. Amen. Uh huh. And Jacob went out from Bathsheba uh-huh. and went towards Haran. Uh huh. And he lightened upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. Stop he- right there. Mm-hmm. Now, when God has anointed you, notice Jacob receives the anointing of his father. But instead of it bringing joy and peace, he becomes an exile. When God anoints you, everything around you will reject you to push you into your destiny. Somebody is not listening to me. When God anoints you, you will not have peace with where you are. Because God knows if he gives you peace where you are, you will never move to where he's called you to be. Hallelujah. So God will provoke. Will cause everything around you to fight you. To come against you. So that you can step out of where you are. Somebody touch your neighbor say, I am stepping out. I am stepping out. I did not know that the Lord was making me to step out. I did not know that the Lord was making me to step out. Now listen, listen, listen. Sit, 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 sit. I I want you to hear this clearly. When God anoints you, uh -uh, people will not love you. Let me explain to you. When the Lord Jesus, his brothers knew that he was anointed, they knew that he was the Christ. But they had never seen any evidence of what happened because when God spoke concerning him, only his mother and father were involved. The other siblings were not there. They just grew up with somebody that the father and mother said, do you know your brother is the anointed one of God? So everybody started to make fun of him. They started to say, why don't you go out there and show yourself and show people that you are the Messiah? And Jesus, the Bible says, they said this because they did not believe him. They doubted him. Let me tell you something. 
If you want to know the anointing is flowing, people begin to doubt you. People begin to look at you funny. Some people will not even associate themselves with you. But let me explain to you something. You are with them before. You are never lifted up. Why do you think being with them will be lift you up? Why are you trying to gain favor with people? Somebody is not catching me. You are with them all your life. Nothing good happened. You are just going by life. When God anointed you, you want them to accept you, yet they have no part to play in your lifting up. God is pushing you out so that you can bring them to where you are. But you cannot bring them with you when you are still with them. That is why God told Abraham, come out of your father's house. Come out of your people. Come out of them and go unto a land that I will show you. When God anoints you, he separates you. When God is lifting you up, he separates you. He removes you from other people. I don't know if somebody can hear me. Joseph. God anoints him. The evidence of the anointing came when his father made a court for him. His father didn't even know why he was making a court. But you have to understand, a court represents covering. It represents the anointing coming upon somebody. It represents royalty. Now you have to understand something. When priests wore the garment, the priestly garment, it carried different colors representing the priesthoodness. When God gave him that coat, he was representing his ministry as a prophet, as a priest. But the moment he received the coat, even his own father stopped favoring him. His own brothers began to plot how to kill him. But I'm here to announce to somebody... That every single thing that is happening around you is simply pushing you to where God has sent you. It's simply pushing you to your place. It's simply pushing you to where you belong. Don't hold on to people. Listen to me. Sit down. I want you to hear this clearly. Some of you, you will not enter where God wants you to be because you want to take lot with you. When God wants to lift you, he does not lift you and lot. He lifts you by yourself. Don't bring lot with you. Now let me explain. Notice this. When the blessing came, lot began to become wealthy. Meaning that what was supposed to be Abraham's began to also go to lot. Now, to the point that the land was not enough for them. Because their servants began to fight with one another. What does that mean? That the nation, the ability to subdue the nation was divided into half. Lot took what was Abraham's. 
Because you like taking people with you everywhere. What was supposed to make you different from everybody else? Because a part of it is taken, it has equalized you and made you normal like everybody else. Stop holding on to the past. The past does not only mean what happened. The past also means people. Because there are people who are living in the past. When God has already opened the door for you for the future. God is saying, I want to make you great. Some people is just comfortable in still being in an apartment. God has said, I want you to possess properties. But they just want to be... Some people are representation of the past. Let me explain. Sit down, sit down. Let me explain this. The devil is a representation of the past. Because he was a liar from the beginning. So every time you meet the devil, you are meeting what happened in the past. That is why when you walk with the devil, you will end up in hell. Because that is a future past that was revealed to him in the beginning so you end up where he is going because what he did in the beginning is what you are entering into because God never declared hell for any human being hell was not even made for a human being but the moment you enter into the past with the devil what happens is you have gone into the past now hell is also qualifying you because you are also joining the father of lies and you are entering into his lies that started from the beginning. I think I'm talking to myself. I think I'm talking to myself. There are some people, you need to leave them alone. Ah, I'm telling you. Let me tell you, some people have misunderstood love. You know the love of God is not blind. People say love is blind. Ah, the love of God can see. Do you understand that the love of God can see? Listen to what God says. Son, stand here. I am not God. I am pretending to be God. Listen to what God is saying. He loves you. But he's saying draw close unto me. Do one step. Then he will move one step. Is that unconditional love or is conditional love? It's conditional. If he loves you, why is he not just coming to you? Why is he telling you, draw close unto me and I will draw close unto you? Meaning if you never move close, he will not move close even though he loves you. I don't know if somebody is catching this. If it is unconditional love. God, I think that is just a condition right there. I don't know if people are... That is why we have lazy Christians that don't pray. Oh, God just loves me. Ah? <laughs> He's saying, draw close unto me. And I would, he says, if you come to me, I will show you hidden things that you do not know of. Meaning, if you don't search for him. If he loves you, why is he not just handing it out to everybody? Because listen to what God is telling his disciples. The Lord is speaking to his disciples. He's saying, do not cast your pearls to swine. 
If God has blessed you, there are some people that are swine. They like to go back in the mud. If you take a swine, wash him, put him in the house, he is looking for mud. The first opportunity to eat, he would dive in it, roll in it, swim in it, dance in it, and relax in it. Then they will want to come into where you are with all that. Somebody say, God forbid. God forbid. Let me tell you something. I, I, I don't know why God wants me to talk about this. Let me explain. What is an evil spirit? Let me explain to you what an evil spirit is. Because some people don't know what an evil spirit is. An evil spirit is simply, is not only a demonic spirit. An evil spirit, a human being that decides to be wicked can become an evil spirit because they possess a spirit. Notice this term is not only divine. When Saul, listen to this carefully. When Saul was tormented, what does the Bible say? It says, an evil spirit came from the Lord. How does God have, no, God has no evil spirit. But the Bible is telling you an evil spirit from the Lord went to Saul to torment him. Meaning God allowed an angel to go and torment him to make room for David to step in. Somebody is not catching it. I don't know if you're understanding this. So God is creating an opportunity for David to be close to the throne. By allowing an angel to torment you're not catching it. You're not catching it. God is allowing an angel to make this man uncomfortable. So that David can come and worship God. And he can feel freedom. So that he says, David, I want you to be so close to me. Everything I do, I want you close to me. There are some people, human beings, that are evil spirits. Whenever they are around you, it's just negativity. You are seeing the blessing of God. They say, ah, that one is not for us. Maybe one day, but not today. There are some people you need to leave them in the past. I want you to hear this clearly. When Lot was given an opportunity... By Abraham, he told him, listen, this land is so big. Choose anywhere you want to go, and I will go the other way. Do you know what Lot chose? Sodom and Gomorrah. He chose the city of destruction. So meaning Sodom and Gomorrah was inside of him. He was not really interested to be with him. He was tagging along. Because he had nothing else to do. The moment he was given an opportunity, okay, go do your own thing. You are blessed by God. Whatever direction you choose, I will choose the other way. 
The man did not even choose the promise because they were never in the vision of God. Nor did they hear God for where you're going. There are people you're receiving advice from that are the wrong people. Because the moment you say, okay, let's part ways. They will choose Sodom and Gomorrah, the cities of destruction. And the moment Abraham separated himself, that is when God spoke. He says, you are already in the land. Walk in it. As far as your eye can see, I have given it to you. Some of you, you are in the right place, but you don't know that you are in the right place. Some of you, you are in the place of promotion, but you don't know that you are in promotion. Because you are still holding on to Lot. God can never lift you up as long as somebody who will cause you to come down is next to you. May everybody that is not supposed to be in your life, by fire I remove them out of your life. I receive. In the mighty name of Jesus. Mighty name of Jesus. Sit, 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 sit. And it doesn't always mean that they mean evil. They are just not part of the plan of God. Now notice this. Some of you, the Bible is saying in Genesis 28, verse 10, that Jacob, after receiving the anointing, he became an exile. He ran for his life. The Bible says that he got to a place and tarried all night. And he slept there because the sun had come down. Some of you, you have been anointed for, by God to go somewhere. But because the sun set on you, you decided to settle. You took bricks and made a pillow and slept where God did not want you to be. I'm here to tell you something. Don't settle for anything less than greatness. God did not call you to be a small boy or a small girl. God called you for greatness. Let me explain something to you. You can never change the world unless you have influence and you can never have influence without promotion and you can never have promotion without power so how can we change the world we have no platform we have no influence we are broke busted disgusted you're saying Jesus is Lord come to Jesus who will follow you Yet the Bible is saying the goodness of God brings men to repentance. Do you know why Peter became born again? Peter pretended. He, pray, he played pretend with the Lord. The Lord came and sat in his boat and he's teaching. He said, Rabbi. He even called him Rabbi. He said, good teacher. Jesus said, let us go catch fish. Because people around, he did not want to look disobedient. He said, I've been fishing all night, but if you say so, good teacher, let's go catch fish. But when they got in the middle of the, of the sea, the Lord said, throw your net. Fish started coming on the net too much that they called for enforcement. They added so much fish on their boat that the boats started to sink. That they had to stop catching fish. The Bible says Peter fell on his knees and looked at the Lord and he said, good Lord. What do you want with me? I am a sinner. The man discovered he was a sinner when he was given fish. When Jesus was preaching, the kingdom of God is at hand. 
Peter was saying, yeah, 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 washing his net, saying, yeah. Preach on, preacher. But when God blessed him, he went on his knees, he said, ah, I am a sinner, I am bad, I am not good. I don't, de-. for the first time in his life, he repented for real. Not because hell, but he saw the elevation that God had come to bring in his life when he did not deserve it. God is about to elevate you. I receive. God is about to elevate you. I receive. That your prayer life will become for real. I receive. That people will look at you and say, surely this one knows God. I receive. So listen to me carefully. When he fell asleep, he discovered that he was at the right place at the right time. But he was not supposed to stay in this place. When God is about to promote you, he promotes you in difficult places, in places where nobody else is. That is why you don't need to tell people how God has blessed you. Let them begin to see it. Somebody said, let them begin to see it. Let them begin to see it. Every single thing from that dream where he saw the sulam coming from heaven touching earth, everything about him changed. The first thing that happened from that day, you discover that no matter what Jacob did, it always multiplied. If they tried to steal something from him, God will speak to him in order to multiply it again. The oil that you are about to receive today, those who are celebrating, may you begin to receive it. Receive. The oil that you are about to receive today will cause every single thing, every single thing you touch to multiply naturally. I receive. When his father-in-law tried to cheat him, he said, no, all the white ones are mine. He said, oh, you want all the white ones? Take them. He took a cloth, put a black dot on it, and made the sheep eat watching it. They started producing what they were seeing. From this day, whatever you will see, you produce. I receive. Whatever you will see, you produce. I receive. Whatever you will see, you produce. I receive. Now, you have to understand something. I was in my father's church, and I was teaching prophetic school. And as I was teaching, and, and Prophet Emmanuel was there with his wife, and, 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 and they, they were witnesses of what happened. As I began to, to we were just, I, was, I don't know if I, I can't remember if I was prophesying or what was happening. All of a sudden, something just opened in heaven. I saw seven, I saw seven angels. 
I saw seven angels standing in front of me in the heavens. And they stood there holding seven bowls. And in the seven bowls, they looked like there was some, I, I don't know how to explain it. The only way I can say is oil, but it, it looked like something I'd never seen before. And then when they stood up there, they were holding it. I saw a ladder come from heaven and connect to the earth. And when we are saying ladder, it's not like the ladder that you climb like this. It's like a stairway. And when the stairway was established, I saw these seven angels descend and they stood at the back of the church. The moment I spoke it, Prophet Emmanuel was there. Everybody just went. It was like chaos broke into, into the church. Everybody was on the ground. People were worshiping God. It was like there's this presence that came in and we were never the same from that day. And the Lord spoke to me. The Lord Jesus spoke to me. And he told me this, I have given you the keys Amen. to access this stairway. Amen. Whosoever you shall pray for, whosoever you shall give access, they will also access the same thing. See. Listen to me carefully, sit for a second. When God is lifting you, he does not open heaven for you. He opens heaven and establishes sulam in your life. The Bible says this. He says the Lord Jesus spoke to his disciples. He said to one of the apostles. One of the apostles came to him and he said, there goes a true Israelite. And he said, Lord... You are the king of Israel. And Jesus said, while you are sitting under a tree, I saw you. Now remember, Jesus is prophesying a location. When I tell people I'm seeing this, 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 this is what the Lord Jesus was doing. He was prophesying to him where his brother met him to tell him, let us go. I have found the Messiah. Yeah. So Jesus was prophesying where he was met under a tree. So he was shocked when the Lord Jesus saw, he said this. Jesus said, you believe because of this. This is a small thing. You will see angels ascend and descend upon the Son of Man. Now you have to understand this. When you are functioning with the Sulam anointing, angels don't show up once in a blue moon and you don't know how to access them again. But angels now, you become the sulam that angels will ascend and access heaven and come back down, go up and come back down. I receive. That is why some people have temporary angelic visitation and everything goes back to normal. But when you access the sulam, there is something that is established that God now will begin, angels will begin to come down, go up, come down. Why are they going up and coming down? It's because every time, you see, when you pray for healing, there is a storehouse full of healing. When you want success, you want blessing, finances, there is a place angels have to go and grab that thing and bring to you. 
But if there is a stairway, you yourself, you can go into heaven. Somebody is not catching me. You yourself, you can access it. May this become your portion in Jesus' name. I receive. Now listen to this. I'm about to finish so that we can pray. You now have access to it yourself. Because if angels can ascend and descend, you can also do what? Ascend and descend. Capro Soto. Capro Soto. Something is moving in the spirit. Something is moving in the spirit. Now look at this. Immediately, even though now Jacob had now received part of the Sulam, meaning he used a little bit of the benefit that came with accessing the stairway, there was something that was missing. He had touched the angelic, the angels that were ascending and descending, but he did not do one thing. You can never access the spiritual world with what you are known with in this world. It is impossible. When Abraham met Melchizedek, he was still called Abram. And when Melchizedek stood before him, Melchizedek brought bread and wine representing communion. But now when Abraham saw this, Abraham took all the spoils of war and gave unto Melchizedek. Now anybody who knows Melchizedek, Melchizedek is not the Lord Jesus. But Melchizedek is an angel, he's an angelic priest of heaven. We know how to do church because Melchizedek was on earth at some time and taught people what church looked like. So when now Abraham gave him this, immediately Melchizedek pronounced something. He said, you are now possessor of heaven and earth. Meaning he gave him the access to the Sulam. That is why Abraham never experienced drought. Wow. But you also notice something. In order for him to become father of many nations, his name could not be Abraham. He had to become what? God had to change his name. You can never access the spiritual realm. We are not talking about just prayer. Oh, Father, bless me. We are talking about where God is visiting you to speak to you. Okay, let me give you an example. What is the name of the Lord? His name is Jesus, right? Jesus, right? No, you're not wrong. His name is what? Jesus. But when the angel Gabriel came, he never called him Jesus. He said, you shall have a son. And his name is Emmanuel. But his father and mother never named him Emmanuel. They named him Jesus. Because Emmanuel was his spiritual identity. How he was identified in the spiritual realm. Somebody is not catching this. So his father and mother called him Jesus. But his spiritual identity was not Jesus. It was Emmanuel. 
you shall call his name Emmanuel. Because remember, Jesus was a human name. It was common to everybody. There was even a sorcerer called Bar Jesus. But his spiritual identity was what? Emmanuel. Meaning God with us. God with men. So whenever angels visited him, the code for him to enter was what? Emmanuel. When Jacob wanted now, he realized that God was sending him back to the land that he came from. He went back to where he encountered the Sulam and prayed and waited for the angels to start ascending and descending and he grabbed one of them and the angel he was fighting with the angel the angel is saying what do you want the man is not saying anything until the angel did something to his hip injured him then the angel asked him what is it you want he said I will not let you go unless you bless me you see, children of God, sometimes you are in the right place, but if you don't make your request known unto God, you will remain in the same place. No, somebody is not listening to me. You have to be specific with God because God is a specific God. You cannot pray and say, God, do everything unto me. Somebody who is about to be elevated knows where they should be elevated. Some people, God will come and say, what do you want me to do for you? They will say, make me manager of McDonald's. Because your mind is small. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody. Jacob said, I will not let you go. Until, remember, he's already broken his hip. Day he's coming, he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And the angel of the Lord turned and told him, what is your name? He said, my name is Jacob. He said, your name is no longer Jacob. Your name is Israel. So from that day, he received the code, the key. That allowed him now to access this realm. Somebody is not catching what I'm saying. Let me explain it. Let me explain it. Let me explain it. How many people have been overseas? You've been overseas. Now let me ask you a question. Did you just go or you needed to go through a port of entry? Some countries will even tell you where is your visa. Or else you're not coming in here. So unless... God gives you something. You cannot be elevated. Now notice this. If my people who are called by my name, not by what your mother and father called you. Somebody is not catching it. Some, somebody is not catching it. Ah, somebody is not catching it. Now listen. Now are you catching it now? Even Daniel, in order for God to lift him up in Babylon, his name had to change to Belshazzar. He could not be Daniel in Babylon. He had to, Bel to be Belshazzar in Babylon in order for him to be somebody of power in Babylon. 
When Joseph was in Egypt, people did not call him Joseph. He had an Egyptian name. If you're going to function in the heavenly realm, somebody is not catching me. I think I'm talking to myself. I think I'm talking to myself. I think I'm calling, I'm talking to myself. Unless somebody is not catching me. My mother is calling me. Mama, say hi to people. <laughs> Mama, we receive your blessing for calling me. <laughs> I love you, mom. I'll call you in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> you see, I'm loved by my spiritual parents. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now catch this. Catch this and catch it very well. You cannot function the way you functioned on earth in that realm. Today, the prayer I'm going to make for you, God will reveal your spiritual identity this day. I receive. God is going to reveal your spiritual identity this day. See, no, you are receiving it so small. Now, listen to me. I'm about to finish. I have about 10 minutes because we have to pray and stuff. Now, listen carefully. Carefully. I want you to capture this carefully and the best way you can. There is a name you are known by in that world. I thought I was in a prophetic church. There is a name that you're known by in that realm. That unless you come to know it, you will still fall short of where you're supposed. You will be almost an almost. Because is it not strange that God is changing people's names. Why? Abraham's wife, the name is changing. Then she conceives. <laughs> Let me explain to you something. The Bible says that the spirit of God came upon Sarah and she conceived. Do you know that Jacob was not like a natural birth? Isaac was not a natural birth, sorry. He wasn't a normal birth. God overshadowed her. Same thing that happened to Mary. The moment she changed her name, the baby was delivered in her. I pray by the end of this night... Especially to those who are saying, I receive. No matter where you're watching from in the world, I pray that your spiritual identity will be revealed this day. I receive. That will, you will walk in the fullness of what name God knows you by. I receive. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Now sit down. I'm finishing now. The Sulam. Anointing. 
gives you more angelic entourage in your life. You see, when God is about to bless somebody, he has to send angels to go ahead of you. Some of you, things have moved slow because you're only moving with one angel. But after this day, yes! After this day, the Lord shall increase the angels in your life. I receive. The Lord shall increase the angels in your life. I receive. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Sulam changes. Now, let me give an example. Let me give an example. Can I borrow this? Can, can I have this space just a little because I'm going to go up and down. Now, I'm going to give an example. Superstar, come. In the past, he is not the devil. Please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> In the past, you have been come, come, son. In the past, you have been dealing with obstacles that were bigger than you. Yes, God has given you much, but you're still small in the presence of your enemy. But the moment God gives you the sulam, you go one step up, go one step up. Immediately, he's no longer a match for you. Somebody is not capturing this. An eagle does not fight his battles on the ground. An ego does not fight his battles on the ground. An ego cannot see far from the ground. Those who wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. And they shall what? Run and not faint. And they shall mount up like what? Eagles. So what God does when you have access to the sulam, now you are dimension and what you used to deal with is no longer in the same sphere. If your problems used to be $100 problems, you just upgraded to tens of thousands of problems. I receive. Your appetite has also increased. I receive. When you move from that, you go a step higher. Now you have become, now your issues is your thinking, I need to buy a $10 million property. I receive. 20, I don't know, I think I'm talking to myself. May you enter into this dimension in Jesus' name. I receive. So the sulam brings elevation. Yes. 